Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I'm joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello! 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 They will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Rogar McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. And, well... I mean, last week, Rogar had a nice quiet evening. Uh, however, a lot happened for the, the other two of you. <laughs> yeah, that's why he just sat there sucking his thumb. Or a <laughs> bone or something. Yeah, he was, he was, just, he was just, just enjoying the adoration of his fans. <laughs> and having a, having, having a grand old time eating some um, slightly suspicious meat. <laughs> Like a true hero, creating a distraction to allow Sophia to gain valuable intel and unfortunately get herself killed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the odds are there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so, um, Sophia decided to follow the Yugoloth, the large, green, fiendish-looking creature, and spy on him. She learned some rather valuable intel. She learned that the creature seems to not be being entirely honest with the gnolls. It seems to serve someone else, presumably an illuminated. And it seems to be very closely linked in some way to Rogar and the rest of you. As this illuminated, or this master, whatever it is, directly referenced basically being in control of your fortress. Unfortunately, while Sophia was trying to process all these revelations, she wasn't quite as stealthy as she hoped she was. And the Yugoloth, apparently, was well aware that she was there. And that's why we left Sophia at the time. <laughs> On the other side of the camp, Tommy was mid-robbery of a uh, ancient ancestral great axe, owned by a former chief of Clan Ogresh, one Rengar Ogresh. And rather than just try, steal it, and run away, Tommy decided to do the slightly deceptive but also slightly honorable thing by effectively challenging or agreeing to the spirit's challenge of a contest of strength to see if Tommy was worthy of wielding the blade as he pretended to be Jorun. I mean, that's that's how you do a 1v1, bro. Exactly. Yeah. And when? Yeah. I mean, we don't see many of those. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta be honest, I think that's the first one that I've won, certainly. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a 1v1 me bro moment over the axe, and Tommy came out victorious. The old ghost of the war chief kind of nodding his head towards you, saying, You're, You were a true child of Grumsh, the orc deity of war. And essentially gave his blessing to you taking the axe, and so you did. Is, you is, it, is it... Oh, God, just before we continue on, is it bad that I'm starting to think I kind of want to be an orc? <laughs> orcs, are, orcs are cool. Orcs are really... You find some people play them very, like, boring, but they're multifaceted, just like every other race. Very cool. I, I, I like orcs. Someday I will have to play one at some point. <laughs> I must so, say, I did enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose currently I'm playing like 110 orcs, but you know, yeah. one way or another. Is that how many there are? No way! <laughs> <laughs> We're fucked! 
that, that there's a, there's a lot of orcs. <laughs> Would it make you feel better if I said there was more gnolls? Slightly. <laughs> Fair enough. That's, he's insane, dude. Don't ask him straightforward questions. <laughs> uh, well, Tommy decided to uh, take a look at the orc war tent and. Whether it was a good or a bad thing, it's uncertain, but a female orc came out and essentially recognized Jorun and told him to hurry his ass up to the meeting. Upon entering, Fateweaver de Sorn also arrived, and Tommy got his first good look at who actually leads Clan Ogresh, this very demonic-looking orc who actually seems to... Oh, he, he, he acts very much like any other orc. His, his appearances seem a little bit deceiving in that sense. You'd think he'd be all... I mean, from demons that you're aware of, they're all bloodthirsty monsters who are reveling in chaos. This one seems to be calm and controlled and planning a full-scale invasion of the country. As that discussion was going on, however, you spied some documents. It seems these orcs have close ties to other friends of yours over at the firm. You got a bit of intelligence that the firm is providing them with weapons, which you may have had an inkling towards, given that Jorun had a gunpowder weapon. But uh, yes, something was certainly going on between these two groups. On top of that, it appears the giants have essentially signed off on the orcs ruling this these particular lands, the lands of Oshara, where uh, our once city of Varadin sits and Blackfrost Fortress technically still sits. That's what the orcs have effectively been promised for signing up with the gnolls and the giants and whatever else is in charge around here. Which which suggests uh, rather that the um the giants is giants' aims are somewhat greater than Ashara itself. Yeah, it does kind of uh hint at that. And you learned the names of the giants who seem to at least be in charge from signing stuff like that off one Ulthgar Helric, the Fire Lord. The Ever Queen Vestra and a name Morinhol, who you've seen a few times. They were the ones who have given their okays to this agreement. And that's apparently good enough for these orcs as they are continuing to follow the plan. While that plan was being talked about and Desorn was trying to explain why he felt it was worth going back to Blackfrost Fortress, rallying the troops and beginning a proper assault, you got interrupted by something or some things claiming to be an emissary of some sort. Every orc in the room was just as confused as you were, Tommy, as they also didn't know what the hell was going on. And they were getting ready to go outside and find out what's going on. However, I feel like we should follow up on our first little cliffhanger first. So, Sophia. Hmm? You hear the Uloth calmly express that it knows you're there. And, I don't know, do you go inside the tent or do you turn around to leave? Um... I go inside. Interesting. So you walk inside the tent, and you see uh, quite a nice-looking tent, well laid out. You see a few ritualistic-looking candles lit, these black candles with just a little flame glowing in them, providing very dim light in here. You see a little altar has been laid out, and you see a symbol, that same symbol of the Awoken you keep seeing on these creatures, that letter I with the symbol of an eye on top of it has been placed on the altar. Looks like that creature may have been talking towards that. Perhaps that was the click of magic, that little buzz of magic that you heard earlier before it started speaking to its leader. The Yugoloth takes the 
symbol and puts it back in its uh, pouch on a loin, on its uh, essentially like a loincloth that it wears, a little armored hide, and it stands up from a kneeling position, and you get a good look at just how big this creature is, even with its wings kind of tucked in this large green... It's hard to really say, because I want to keep saying demonic, but I, I want to stress that this creature is neither a demon nor a devil, but it has those sort of fiendish qualities. It has the horns, it has the slightly scaled skin in places, it's big and muscular, and it stands, say, around 15 foot tall. It towers over you as it kind of turns around to look at you, and smiles calmly at you, squints down. A Hmm. And it's going to do an investigation on you to see if it sees through your disguise. Ah, <sighs> shit. Which, uh, for those of you just joining us, all of our players are currently under the spell Seeming to pretend to be gnolls and orcs as they infiltrate. Now, uh, Seeming, a creature can essentially use its investigation to check against your spell save DC of the caster, which in Solara's case, I want to say is a 17. She's actually That's quite competent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a 17. So he must make an investigation check. And investigation's not his best skill. But he is a little... Okay. He places a hand out and swipes the end of his finger straight through your fake null nose and goes, Yes, a well-crafted spell, but under proper scrutiny, an illusion is just that. Who are you who would spy upon me, little one? Shit, that goes my idea. Shit, 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 shit. Uh, that was a uh, 20 he rolled on his investigation. <laughs> Not natural, but still enough. Because I was just going to pretend to be a gnoll that was getting him for Volreth, but... Ah. That, that would have been... That would have been good, I think. That that might have worked. That would have been okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say it was going to be good. I, that, I thought that, that was a... Serviceable. Serviceable excuse. Yeah. Right. Um, you need an excuse now. You need a... Or, or a... <laughs> or, or something. I mean, like, why haven't you done your homework? Come on, quick, think. I didn't think he could see through it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest, bro. I was just being nosy. Um, I'll get out of your hair now. Um, <laughs> shoot my finger guns and leave. <laughs> a minute. Let me see. What did he say to him? Did he say anything about the Awoken to the Nightmare Man? Uh, he didn't, no. Ah, shitting fuck. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you know who the, the Awoken are? Yeah. I wasn't going to drop Oswald in it much. Well, you, don't have to, you don't have to necessarily drop Oswald in it. but I Yeah, mean, but he didn't say anything about it, though, so there's no point in me saying anything. Well, you, you've seen the symbol, though, haven't you, in there? Okay. The symbol is on his clothes. Yes, yeah. you know, you know oh, he's, a, okay. he's a member right, of the okay. Awoken. So you can, you can just, Let's just say... Let's go with that. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> I, you, I feel really bad now, though. Anyone be, else? No? What, feel, feel really bad for what? For Oswald, you don't have yeah. to drop Oswald in it. But no, I'll just drop him in it. But even then, he's he, he, he's he's in his like tower that, that, that's mostly called Paul that can just <laughs> manipulate whatever he wanted to do. No one can get in there. I mean, I think he's good. What are you gonna say, Cookson? No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Um, I have seen that symbol before. The, the symbol of the Awoken. Am I right? Appears at you for a moment, seemingly just studying you. Mm. He clicks his fingers, and he casts a spell magic on you. I thought you really gotten rid of it. No, he just, uh, no, he just, he just looked at you and oh, okay, investigated right, yeah. it. Now he just wants to see what you look like. Uh, he might not succeed, though. His, um, he's not actually much of a spellcaster, surprisingly. He got a 15. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level, so it's a 15. So I, I am afraid he clicks Meet his fingers. Beats. Yeah, and suddenly you look very much like Sophia. I'm kind of raising... Well, looking at him, tall, but I'm trying to be tall and look like I came here with purpose to talk to him. Yeah. So sorry, you said you, what did you say to him? You know who the Awoken are? Yeah, I've seen that symbol before. Is that so? Pray tell, little human, where have you seen it? Let's just say someone that was associated with you pointed me in the right direction. Do me a deception. Oh, it's that charisma, isn't it? I don't think I've ever ri- like rolled the deception. You don't try and deceive people all that often, yeah. <laughs> oh, natural <laughs> twenty! <laughs> no way. This is like just like the previous episode where I ran. I rolled a natural twenty, and then it's going to go shit tits <laughs> after that. Sophia is serving. <laughs> Bullshit and calling it chocolate pudding, <laughs> and for some reason, <laughs> it's gonna get laptop up. Oh, so with the twenty-one, he looks at you with kind of a long, hard glance and goes, "Is that so? Who pointed you in my direction then, and why?" Let's just say this person was interested in this war and was uneasy as to its outcome. Now, my business has been interfered with from gnolls and orcs, and my fortress appears to be messed with as well. So I came here to discover who, what, and why, and now I believe there is a traitor in my midst. Do me another deception. This isn't going to go well. I mean, she's, she's not technically lying. Eight. Um, she's, she's not technically lying. Who's a traitor here? <laughs> she's trying to, She's pretending to be Rogar, though. She's trying to say that... Mm. I mean, do you have a different bonus for persuasion anyway? Uh, let me have a look. They're both charisma, but unless you're proficient in... Oh, yeah, I do have better persuasion. Mm. I mean, I, I, I guess it depends if you're, if you're ruling on, on the underlying meaning or ruling on the actual word she's used because uh, well what are you trying to achieve sophia are you trying to be deceptive and pretend to be rogar is that what you're going no. for here or are you trying to play a game of words with a fiend <laughs> trying to play words i think that sounds worse but yeah i don't know i think playing playing rogar might have been i don't know uh, it, whatever happened you've rolled an eight so he's not yeah. gonna 100 percent believe you on that one no okay roll me a because it is my fortress then. as well yeah, if, if you're trying to mince semantics with seven. Him, <laughs> seven on a persuasion, he takes out his great axe and kind of rests the haft of it, the wooden part, 
on your shoulder. It's just so the blade's just behind your neck. And he goes, I don't take kindly to surprises, nor being spied upon. I believe that you may know of this mark. In fact, you may know more than you're letting on. But as far as I'm aware, you are not the servant of my master. But of course, there is an easy way to resolve this. Why don't we speak to him? If you have nothing to hide, then surely you can give him an update on your progress and why you're here. He seems to think that I'm the servant of... No, he, he thinks that you're not what you're trying to be. Right, okay. So twisted. Um, you could, you could, you you know that you know you're pretty confident you know who the servant is though. I'm guessing, mm -hmm. and you're pretty confident that he's still outside. So you could say, ah, oh, no, 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 I'm just a, I'm just, I'm just a pawn. The real servant is with me. Yeah, you could pretend you could pretend to be one of my followers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think my just my put amulet will break apart. <laughs> well, you're not, you're not, you're not. Oh, obviously, if, if it comes down to doing anything actually bad, mm. then you can quite clearly... But I don't think um, Kalembor's has a thing in, about lying in his tenants. I think as long as you don't <laughs> like... Hey, like, a couple of episodes ago, you were getting annoyed that I was lying. And now, all of a sudden, ah, that's fine, she's just right, lying. What, 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 what were you lying about? What was I getting I don't about? recall, I lie a lot. I'm, 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 I mean, <laughs> there's, there's a difference between lying to save your neck and the neck of everybody else who's infiltrating this camp and lying for jits and giggles. But also I think your lies were just taunting prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there might be that. <laughs> there might be that. Now this this this, this, this is something I'm, I'm I'm potentially on board with them. Um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if it's necessarily the best idea for for you, but it might keep you alive a little bit longer cuz right now I'm not struggling to see how yeah. I, I speak as your monologue, your um, mm -hmm. internal monologue. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's an option. Yeah, so fucked. Um, I mean, uh, uh, me, me and me and Solara can just just leave, I guess. But we'll see. We'll see what what, what I'm facing on the other side. Okay, I may own that fortress with two others. Now there is one that I trust. And one that, let's just say, doesn't align with me. Now, my friend is outside now, reveling in the bloodbath that is. I think he would have your answers for you. Oh, I see. So you brought friends. Similarly disguised as well, I suppose. Oh, very clever. Very clever. Though that does not tell me exactly why you're here. Perhaps we need not bother my master immediately. Let's go find your little friend. And he kind of turns you around and you feel his big green claw kind of clamp on the back of your neck. And you realize how absurdly strong this creature is as he kind of pushes you forward. He's going to push you out as Sophia into the yeah. camp. Cool. Oh, shit. Uh, are you trying to resist, run away, or anything, or are you just going to go with them? I would... go with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, he walks you up. Do you notice he doesn't take you straight back to the bonfire? He walks you a little bit south first, and you see he stops for a moment. And then you hear the heavy thudding of feet as that four-legged Yugoloth, the armored dog-like creature, heads in your direction. And when it gets close, you feel heavy. You, you move your arms and legs and you, you can still pick them up without any difficulty, but it's like there's a pressure pushed down upon you when you're close to this creature. And he just sort of smiles down at you and goes, Oh, don't mind that. I'm just making certain that you don't try to run away. Clearly you have a spellcaster with you who was strong enough to disguise you, and I don't want any interruptions. As he leads you and this other Yugoloth back towards the Grand Bonfire, as he gets close to it and they're still reveling, he looks over at the dog creature and goes, Tell me, which of them is unlike the others? And the dog creature sort of scans around. You don't even see any eyes on it, but it seems to be pointing its head in different directions. And then whips its tongue out towards a fang of Yinogu that you know to be Rogar. And you hear, That one, that one is disguised. And you feel a pressure on the back of your neck, Sophia, as the Yugloth, the green Yugloth, looks down and goes, Call your friend, would you? Can I walk over to him? No, he wants you to shout. <laughs> what would I call him? Dickhead. Dickhead! <laughs> <laughs> you are dickhead. Yeah, pretty much. I might actually be... I might actually just say Rogar, but with a little bit of a whimper. <laughs> so he knows how serious it is. Okay. So, uh, Rogar, you're dancing around the fire, you've got a, a freshly flayed skull that you're drinking a bit of blood out of, and you just hear, Rogar! Eh? Uh. As you turn and see two Yugoloths and a completely undisguised Sophia stood <laughs> about 60 feet away from the bonfire. Excuse me, boys. I have somewhere to be. And I'm going to uh, throw the skull up in the air and uh, skip on over. <laughs> you watch as the gnolls do look over in that direction and they all start kind of baring teeth and snarling, but they know well enough to keep away from the Yugoloths. They don't know what the hell's going on. They just don't like the look of Sophia walking around. But, yeah, Rogar, you approach this group. <laughs> Sup, boys? Having a bit of fun. Suck it. What's this one? And the dog creature looks up at the larger Yugoloth and goes, Looks like a diseased dragonborn of some sort. Hmm. This little human here says she's your friend, and that the pair of you snuck into our camp under disguise to attempt to kill us all. Can I speak? Uh, exactly what she said. It's up to you <laughs> if you want to say something. 
Oh, hell no. (laughs) Excuse me? I did not say that. (laughs) Yes, it seems under threat of torture. She gave you up quite quickly. Rogar's going to kind of like tilt his head a little bit. Like kind of looking at Sophia and looking at him and looking at Sophia and looking at him like, highly doubt she said she was here to kill you all because that's not why we're here. We're here to find the heart. You know this, surely. I'm assuming as I get some kind of sense from him, you know, what he's doing. You also recognize the symbol on him, and if you're going to make that leap of logic, he does kind of stare at you for a moment and then smiles and goes, <laughs> Interesting. Are you in charge of Black Frost Fortress? That I am. But again, you already knew that. I had a suspicion. It seems your little friend here thought it was a wise idea to spy on me. As you can see, it has not worked out very well. Well, I must say, she did that without my knowledge. And as you can clearly see, I'm only trying to integrate myself to gain further information in getting the heart for my master. Is that so? That confuses me just a little bit. Why would you be here looking for the heart? The heart is not here and the Gnolls have no idea where it is. What information did you hope you could gather? (laughs) Well, it's, it's very simple, my friend. It's not the fact that I'm here to infiltrate the only the gnolls. <laughs> you, you you seem to uh, think that we are here alone. No, that is not the case. We fo- came here in following the attack on Black Forest, Black, Fort Black Forest, Frost. Black Frost. Black Frost. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, you seem to. Uh, well, maybe you don't know. But Black Forest. Black Forest. Black Forest Gatto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> damn it. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> maybe you are unaware of the attack that was perpetrated on Black Frost uh, from the orc side of this camp. And we were unaware of the fruits of their labor, shall we say. So we are merely here on an information-gathering expedition before making way for the heart. As you can see, I fit in rather well on this side. Some more of my associates fit in rather more well on the other side. Seem to make sense. Do me a persuasion. Do I get disadvantage on this? No, he doesn't really care what you look like. I'm gone. Wait, no, it's a fucking nine. Oh, wait, do I get advantage because Sophia's helping me or not? Uh, how is she helping you? <laughs> Sophia, if you wish to do something to help him, something that could contribute, sure. But I have to fight for the advantage here. Can like, like nod along like, yeah, he's telling the truth. Or I don't know. Can you contribute anything to what Rogar is saying to make him sound more believable? We found what the orcs were looking for because um sorry just mm. go on i was just thinking because i've just told him that we're not sure what they found 
but we have Sorry. found something more. So you could always make, you know, let him know that, and that yeah. we, you know, we just want to make sure they're not getting getting ahead of us. Maybe. And we don't want them interfering in our operation. Yeah. Basically that. <laughs> and it was on the way. Mm. <laughs> okay, roll me a, a persuasion again, Rogar, as the advantage roll, essentially. I'll say that just about scrapes it. <laughs> <laughs> roll an eight. So you got a nine, then, at least. It's a nine, okay. I am well aware that the orcs attacked that fortress, and they recovered nothing. It was a complete failure that... I'm assuming you and your group had a hand in. You assume correctly, but since you have now provided me with the information that I seek that they got nothing, we can now leave. And we can go and get the heart. Sounds fair? I can assure you that the orcs will not attack Black Frost again. One of my colleagues is already making certain of that. Then our work here is done. And I cannot ask for any more from my master. He is providing me with a great opportunity and a great opening to fulfill my potential. And then I'm, I've got to, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll offer him a hand knowing he probably won't shake it. You're actually kind of surprised. He takes your hand and shakes it. Okay, cool. Uh, I am kind of surprised by that. And now I'm thinking about a way out of here. You're going to offer him to tell me. Well... With that, he says, So if you're done, then I can escort you out of this camp. You and your other friends, wherever they may be hiding, I'm sure we can sniff them out. And the dog-like creature sort of nods and whips its, te whips its tongue at you again. Let's get going, shall we? Yeah, I'm not going to fight this thing, so I'm going to agree. Yeah. Okay. And with that little deal struck and they start leading you away from the gnolls and actually towards the orc camp. Well, let's flip over to Tommy and see just what's going on there. So, you hear a rather unexpected voice yell into the war tent, Tommy, and you watch as all the orcs act quite confused by being addressed as they were, and they start pulling out weapons and making their way out of the war tent. You notice Corden even pulls out this massive, kind of demonic-looking greatsword that he wields and makes his way to the front as as the clear leader. Do you follow them out? Yeah, I'll um, I'll stick towards the back. I'll let the um, those that are a little bit keener lead the way, and I'll kind of kind of come out with you know I'm I'm not, not going to be the, the last straggler in the room, but I'll make sure I'm I'm kind of in the um, the the one the, the tail end. So as you make your way outside, you see a number of orcs just watching on as the, essentially, leadership group comes out of the tent. And stood in front of them are two devilish-looking creatures, both of whom make you think a little bit about... Uh, make you, remind you a little bit of tieflings, but actually they're far more devil and fiendish looking in nature with proper long horns and big outstretched wings it seems to be one male one female and you notice stood to each side of them is one orc who's looking at each one of them with just you've never seen an orc in love before but they're both just sort of stood there <laughs> slack-jawed staring at these two 
are actually very attractive devils. And the one who must have called in the um, the male does a very over-the-top bow towards the leadership and goes, Ah, it's good to put some faces to the unknown leaders of this wonderful band of orcs. Thank you for accepting our invitation to talk. As I said, I and my sister here are the emissaries of the great Hell Knight Karnak, the champion of Asmodeus, and we are here to parley, hopefully to a peaceful arrangement. Isn't that right, my dear? And his sister nods and smiles devilishly as all the orcs stood there. Corden looks very unimpressed, and you see one of the orc war chiefs shout something towards one of these orcs that's just looking incredibly in love with the uh, two devils, and the orc just does not pay him any attention whatsoever, which pisses off the war chief, who starts swearing loudly and orcish at him. Oh, don't mind him. They just wanted to escort us into your camp. We asked so nicely, and they were willing to indulge. Now, we have an offer. It seems that your lands here, your camp, has been chosen. Chosen as the location for a battle. Now we have a few options. We can settle this with a simple clash of champions, or we can overrun your entire encampment, crush you under our feet, and stain the earth with your blood. And I don't think anyone here wants that, do we, sister? Oh no, no, not, not at all. I much prefer the first option. Yes, yes, the first option is far better. Now. All we ask is that you present to us the paladin known as Rogar MacLeod, for he has requested single combat in this battleground against our Lord Karnak. If you allow their clash to con conclude, we will be on our way. No harm, no foul, and we will even overlook that stench of the abyss I smell coming from your knowledge allies as much as it pains me to do so. Though Tommy is currently, at the mention of Rogar, starting to realize what's happening <laughs> and is like, you, you know, you know, when something is just, of course it fucking is. It's like it's not despair. It's not anguish. It's not rage. It's not. It's it's kind of like I don't know how, how I imagine if you're a parent of just like a really naughty kid who like every single day you find out they've done something really stupid or really naughty or really dangerous, and you just you just kind of like your wits end kind of thing. So Tommy's just kind of at the back there, and it as um. It, well, they, they, you'd you'd all see kind of a uh, an orc in his in his wolfy type stuff, just pinching the bridge of his nose and just with his eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Do you see Solara has sidled over to you a little bit and goes, uh, do, do, do you know what's going on here? What, what, what is this? Uh, I think I can fucking guess, but no, I had no foreknowledge of this whatsoever. As is about right. The, uh, Incubus, as it is, continues and goes, Of course, you may assume that we're bluffing. I and my sister don't look that formidable here alone, surrounded by all these powerful warriors. Oh, no, no, no. If you are thinking that, I suggest you ask your scouts to look to the hills to the east, and they will spy a number of Hellfire engines with their cannons pointed at this camp, ready to level your walls and let our hordes pour in. Corden's face kind of goes hard as stone at that, and you see he kind of shoots a quick hand signal to one of the orcs who runs to the sentry tower, and the incubus sort of taps his foot a little bit and says, oh yes, do check, I'm willing to wait. While we're waiting, I suppose I should introduce myself. My name is Kai, and this is my sister, Mai. Pleasure to make all of your acquaintances. After a few moments of just stony silences, none of these orcs are put, really wanting to put up with this just bullshit display from a pair of devils who are a little bit jumped up. <laughs> Arrogance and orc doesn't really go well, does it? Yeah. <laughs> the orc who is running comes running back and you can hear him say to Corden, I can see fires on the hills. I can't make out what's up there, but there's definitely enemies. Who knows how many they've got hidden around. Corden shakes his head sort of angrily. Your terms are interesting, but I'm afraid I have no idea who Rogar McLeod is. That's not an orc. I know, and he kind of looks around at all his um, war chiefs, and they all just shake their heads. He is not known to us, and I don't know why he would choose this battleground for this fight with your lord. Oh, no, 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 you misunderstand. He is not an orc, but he is here somewhere. Our lord confirms it, and when he's hot on the trail of someone, he's never wrong. He would prefer that Rogar be presented within the hour. Any attempt to flee from the camp by any of your people, we will take as a sign that you reject our offer, and we'll merely have to take matters into our own hands. Isn't that right, Mai? Yes into our own precious hands as we rake the flesh from your skulls. Oh, it will be beautiful, Kai. Quite, my dear, very beautiful. Very beautiful, just like us. <laughs> no, you have one hour. Present the paladin for his fight. Or we'll assume you choose option number two. And you hear one of the orc war chiefs, the one who is swearing at his charmed, uh, presumably one of his people, just swears again in orcish and pulls out a longbow and shoots at the incubus, mm. who you watch disappears, sort of. He becomes almost translucent 
as he uses his etherealness to essentially jump out of the plane. And his sister looks over with a concerned face and goes, Oh, I'll take that as just a rash act of a fool who does not know how close to death he is. Our offer will stand. You have one hour. Consider it well. And you watch as she also goes ethereal. And the two of them begin to just fade completely from view. Leaving the orcs a little bit stunned. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Well, I mean... The thing is, that's a a Bunkle laugh, not a Rogar laugh, and that makes me even more scared. (laughs) Well, I mean... He's not what, what what Tommy doesn't know at the moment is that Rogar's on his way anyway, over <laughs> to the orc so, side of the camp. So well, I'm, I'm I'm technically still disguised. You are, <laughs> but if we try to leave, they'll take that as a and uh, the fact that um, we are not agreeing to their terms. And I will trust wholeheartedly in my good friend you go off here with me to uh to, to sort that out <laughs> i mean really yeah gonna he, trust the you off to to make sure i mean that... he, he seems he seems pretty um pretty scary i'm not sure he's quite as scary as the hell knight karnak and all his hordes but we'll, you we'll never find... know whether, whether whether they'll just go okay yeah i mean you are the you are the champion after all so why don't you um you sort it out oh you know you never know you never know. Um, but what's Tommy going to do? <laughs> that is the question. As, a, as everyone is a little bit shell-shocked, what does Tommy do? <laughs> right. Run. Well, I've got, I've, got, got, I've, got, I've got a couple of options, so I'll, I'll kind of um, think out loud, I think, for everyone. So there is, there is the fact that, um, that Joran does know or at least has encountered Rogar, or did encounter Rogar before he died. So it's entirely possible that I could say I I know who he is, or I could get Solara to say they don't, that because I'm going know who he is. That he was one of the defenders of the fort. It's not going to help the the orcs right now. Uh, I'm trying I'm trying to see if I can work this into a way that that the orcs would try and attack the gnolls over it. Wait a minute, so she said he's not one of the orcs. Yorks. Well, I don't know. So so, so, there's a, so, I'm thinking, yeah, obviously I can keep my head down and see how this plays out. That's, that's, the, um, that's the, the safe bet, and we can see what happens. Um, I'm going to get spotted by this creature that comes through, but I don't know that, so I can't base my decisions upon that. Mm. Um, I don't know where Rogar is, but I do know he's in, within the camp with us. Now I could say, I could possibly say that um, I'm aware, or I could get Solara to say, as again translating for me, that um, that we we saw a prisoner go into going to the Nork side, the Orc side that we think might have been called Rogar, and to the Knoll side. Worth a shot. And mm-hmm. then that that might send the Orcs trailblazing over to the Knoll side. I can follow with. I'll be over on the Knoll side as well, and then. Perhaps I can engineer something either with the axe 
or we can turn it into a into a scrap through that way. If there's, if there's a scrap going on in the camp, the devils are going to realise something's going on. Maybe they'll come in and with enough confusion, we might be able to get away. I can also see if I can get the wolves in on the action. That might be that might from from from, from Tommy's perspective, obviously not knowing that Rogar's on his way over, but still trying to engineer some kind of hullabaloo. Best I can. Well, the, the, I the, can't the, think the, of anything else. If if we try and escape before the devils start their attack, that's not going to happen. Well, then they're going to spot us escaping immediately. Yeah. And so even if even if even though I don't know, I can wait wait it out. Even if I did wait it out, then we'd just be politely ejected from the camp. Or if the orcs will let even let us go, because they'll say, you know, things things will, will come to a head. So I could try this plan, but it may backfire. Thing is, do you, do you want to lead them to Rogar? Well, I want to. If I, if I say I think he's one of the prisoners, I mean that seems logical. Mm-hmm. Or, or I say Solara says she thinks he's one of the prisoners. That seems logical. Yeah, because um, the the, orcs the prison camps on. Yeah, the orcs don't keep prisoners. So the orcs will head over to the Knoll side to get to to investigate. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you send a bunch of orcs over to the Knoll side, they don't exactly get on. Things might come to a head. I might even encounter you guys trying to head towards me and perhaps engineer something. E- effectively. This this is this this is trying to organise some and engineer some chaos and we'll see we can see what comes of it. Other, otherwise, yeah, it's it's just a just a game of waiting. But I don't do know it, that, do that, that that feels that feels like it's. Um, it might do something. Yeah, fuck it. Got an hour before the world explodes anyway. Well, the camp explodes anyway. So, all right. So I'm going to say to um, Solara, kind of a whisper. The orcs are kind of moving around and shouting at each other and um general confusion uh, what to do right so uh, i've got got an idea if uh so we know rogar's here but obviously we don't want to tell him he's a he's a null if we uh or we, or we could i suppose the orcs don't know he's not a null just yeah just tell them that we could tell uh we could tell the orcs we uh we're we sure we overheard one of the gnolls, when we were on our way back to the camp, called another one Rogar. Almost certain. One of the, um, one of the Yinagu, whatever they're, the feet there, whatever they're called. Those Bang. big fuckers. Bang of Yinagus. Maybe, uh, yeah, one, one of them. So we're not going to specifically lead him to Rogar, but if we send all the orcs over onto the uh, knoll side looking for a knoll, effectively to serve up as a uh, suicide... Well, the gnolls aren't going to be too happy about that, are they? What do you think? Um, I mean, it's, it's worth a shot. They didn't say what Rogar was. They just said he was a paladin. Um, could say he was a paladin of Yinoku or something. Yeah. I don't think the orcs know too much about the uh, the gnolls, how they're structured. I don't think they exactly sit down and have tea together, do they? So, might be worth a try. You're going to have to, uh, you're going to, have to explain it, but I'll... Uh, I'll do what I can with gestures because I'm still nursing this jaw. Okay. Okay. Uh, you you do some gestures and I'll, I'll speak. I'll speak. I'll see. I'll see what we can do. All right. Okay. I'll 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 go up to uh I'll go up to the uh the daughter of the chief. She seemed to know who I was, and I don't want to. I think. Or shall I just go up to the chief? Up to you. No, I'll just have to. We we'll just have to explain ourselves again if we don't go up to the chief. I think we'll 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 go and bother the big man. 
Okay. Because yeah, we uh, try, try trying to trying to convince more than one person is is probably not a great idea. Hmm. Right. Let's uh, let's let's we'll, we'll, we'll make our way up to him and kind of um I'll, I'll move up and try and catch his attention and say kind of gesture straight away to the jaw and kind of say point over at the knoll camp to sort of do a big heart uh and kind of look at you to translate Solara. Yeah, so Solara comes up with you and you see Corden has already kind of got his senses back and you see he's already ordering orcs to go bar the gates basically lock down the camp and start searching for this Rogar whoever the hell it is and you can see orcs heading off in different directions there's go through tents, turn over every rock and see what they can find, basically. As you approach, Corden watches your gestures, and I'll say Solara's going to make this roll with you essentially helping her, so with advantage. As Solara goes, um, Corden, sir, uh, Joran here says that he overheard the name Rogar as being one of the gnolls, one of the, the fangs of Yinogu. Uh, they, they think, he thinks that's that's where we need to. That's where we'd find this Rogar that the devils are looking for, and she will roll a persuasion with it's advantage. Te- te- technically, we're we're telling the truth. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, twelve. Terrible roll for her. Yeah, with her charisma. Yeah, that's like one of the worst rolls she could do. Yeah, I rolled a natural three. <laughs> Oof. Luckily for you, both well, Corden, Desorn and Tishan, which is the name of the daughter. None of them have that high insight. <laughs> Swans is the best, and it's only an 11. <laughs> so they all look at each other, and you see they sort of nod along and go, Is the soldier run well found? Let us go confront Volrath and find this Rogar. If we can present him to the devils, perhaps we can avoid any further bloodshed. As uh, Corden kind of... She- keeps his uh, greatsword at the ready and starts to lead all of you, essentially the leadership group and you two over to the Knoll side of the camp. I'm going to, as as we kind of um, I don't know if it's going to work, but as we kind of walk past some of the other orcs, if I catch any of their eyes I'm going to kind of give give them a look, like a, like a staring look and say nod, as if to say back up. See if any of them kind of pick up on that as, you know, the entire leadership of the, our camp is walking over into allied but not amicable territory. Mm. Yeah, you see, I mean, the, the clan leaders are doing similar. You end up with about 20 orcs at your back with the five war chiefs, Corden himself, Tishan and Fate Weaver de Sorn, as well as you two all heading over. As they get to the bridge that crosses into the Knoll camp, the gnolls that are on their side, kind of on guard, loosely on guard, kind of quickly back out of the way. They don't really want to mess with anything that's heading through. As this group starts heading straight towards the knoll leadership tent, you do, however, see a group of four heading in your direction. As you see a fang of Yinogu, a large green Yugoloth, a dog-like armoured Yugoloth with a, a circular maw and a jagged tongue. And you see Sophia still being tightly held around the throat and marched towards the orc camp. Tommy's day just keeps getting better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't have 
the ring of shitty days. <laughs> no, no, I can I can appreciate it. I can appreciate your days going worse. Right. Okay, so so they're heading towards us, we're heading towards them. I'm guessing we've got like every knoll in the camp that's seen us looking at us now. Yeah, they're all starting to look over and wondering why you're ruining their celebration. <laughs> what to do? Okay, you could acknowledge us and point us point to Virgo. You could. Well, yeah, I'm trying to think of trying to think of what to do. So, so, so I can, if I can try and get the axe while we're all over here with a slight of axe, slight of axe change, slight of hand, mm. um, just like just into somebody's hands or somewhere. Then while we're over here, we can spot that, um, which 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 might kick things off. I want I want to start I want to start a fight somehow, but you know the orcs are fairly sensible, so it really needs to come from the um, the knoll so side. Is, I could is, can I can I just oh, go on, at, go on. as as you lot are coming towards us, is Matt at the front or or, or Joran at the front? I assume you're just mixed in, right? Probably mixed in, but towards one of the flanks, you might be able to see me. I guess because I'm I'm going to be on an edge, so I can see what, everything that's going on if I can. Um, I don't want to be kind of just in in the middle. I can also hit the um, potentially surreptitiously bro- blow the horn of silent alarm, which, which could which would which I could alert you guys as if to say make I don't know. Well. I mean, if he's literally walking to find you guys, hmm. see, you guys don't know he's looking for you, but you would. I'm guessing you assume something's gone tits up. Yeah, uh, you can uh, see uh, me. Im- immediately, I, I assume something's gone tits up. I assume we've 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 been rumbled, or at least Sophia's been rumbled, and Rogar looks like he's not. He's he's with him, whether or not I don't know if he's like if he's been rumbled as well, or if he's playing along. Rogar is probably skipping. I'll be open and honest. <laughs> so I, I can be fairly confident that Rogar's been um, rumbled as well, but he just hasn't changed out of spell. Get the sword out, the, the axe out, throw it to Rogar, shout in hot potato. <laughs> just throw it at him. <laughs> and then see if he starts swinging it. Of course I will. Yeah, but they'll, they'll all see me just yeet an axe at him. That's very true. It's not, it's not, it's not exactly s- subtle that he's, he's got it. Yeah, but hot potato. Wait, are we? Are we? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Cookson's allowing should be allowing us to discuss it like this or not. Well, uh, no. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm talking out loud, really, with my bit, and you can weigh in with your opinions, but it's not necessarily going to sway me. Bail, Christian Bail. Yeah, Bail on what you're doing, like with yeah. them. So they're all going to go walking off. Nobody's particularly paying attention to you. They're going to ask. Where I am, correct? Probably. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, and as they come past us, my guy won't have any reason to see you or Sophia at Solara even, and hopefully it'll all kick off anyway because they're going up to the big guy going, "Yo, you got this guy," and then he's going, "No, I don't," and then they go, "Yeah, you will," and he's like, "No, I don't," and then like <laughs> they're all like, you know, it's like you know, it's like you know, my dad's bigger than your dad. All right, I I know I know I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of um like the look at the nearest orcs around me as we're as we're walking in, as if I've got an idea or something something to try. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of look nod to them like I'm I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna I'm gonna run back to the orc side of the camp. Okay. Okay. So you're gonna run past the 
the 20 or so orcs that are stood behind you that you called for backup yeah i'm just i'm just i'm just just kind of like like i've got a nod to them like uh and with the rifle as if to say i'm useless here in the middle of a of a melee group i'm i'm going to hop up to a tower and i'm going to provide overwatch okay okay so i'm 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 going past them but i'm like it's all right boys holding the rifle a bit too hot headed just joined in with it with the rest of the mob as we went across but i've got a better idea okay right, and i'm i'm going to pull solara with me as well because i have i have i have some some more hell mary shit to do and let's see what let's see how we get on okay, okay. so you start running that way as rogar and uh group start heading towards the orcs seems the two groups pass each other though sophia you get a number of strange looks shot at you especially as you walk past Fate Weaver Disorn, who knows who you are. Oh, mm. shit. <laughs> you. Gordon, wait. She is one of the, one of the defenders of Black Frost. And you, you watch as the orcs kind of stop, and the Yugoloth stops as well, a little bit perturbed that he's being interrupted. And the two groups kind of start looking towards each other. And Corden goes, what has that to do with anything? We are here to find Rogar. Is that a Rogar? Hey, Joran said it was a knoll. And you see the sword starts to look around, trying to find Joran, who's now not there. But what, why is she here? This, this is strange. What have you, why have you got her? Why is she here? And the Yugoloth sort of looks down at you, Sophia, a bit like, Hmm. What am I going to do with you? <laughs> I was uh, speaking common, by the way. Uh, he's speaking orcish, actually, to someone. So you okay. have no idea that he's... I have someone. no idea what he's saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rogar knows, however. <laughs> yeah. Rogar knows what he said. I- I'm looking blankly, going... Mm. <laughs> actually, though, um, having him shout that out all in orcish, the Yugoloth actually doesn't speak orcish either, so he kind of <laughs> looks a bit confused at Fate Weaver to someone. Who then shakes his head and kind of, oh, and then speaks in common, actually. I love it. I love. I love it. Languages is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the fate weaver kind of points the end of his staff slash walking stick at Sophia and goes, "Why is she here? Oh, this one." And you kind of shakes your head a little bit. It's like a like you're a little toy in his hand. Oh, I, I caught this one trying to infiltrate our camp. She wanted to pay homage to me. <laughs> oh, how I do attract admirers, don't I, little mortal? And he kind of shakes your head back and forth again. I'm getting a little bit pissed off, but also <laughs> pretty scared. It's a it's a weird emotion. Hmm. Just, 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 just. Uh, if, if only I could tell you to play for time. <laughs> <laughs> Did I see you run off? You saw two orcs start running away in the distance, but I'll say this: he, for this encounter to occur, Joran had to make that call upon seeing them in the distance and do it immediately, else he was rumbled. Put it that way. So I, I am playing out that the moment Tommy saw you guys, he bolted. Okay. So you may not have caught exactly what was going on. You just saw a couple of orcs heading in the other direction. Okay. Especially as it's dark and you're talking like occasional torchlight. 
Oh, I can see. <laughs> you can see, yeah. <laughs> I can't see shit. Hopefully I'll be able to see soon, should our um, stuff return to camp. If we mm. return to camp. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that's always the case, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every, every adventure might be our last. Ah, it's very true. Maybe the real adventure was the friends we made along the way. Nah. It wasn't. Nah. <laughs> so do you uh, say anything to this, Sophia? Oh, right. So he then says it in He said all common. that in common. What do you say again? It's like, what, what am I doing here? Yeah, and he's worshipping him. The Yugala. Yeah. Oh, right. Play along. <laughs> do you know what? My brain is so turned around of which way I'm playing this. I'm all over the place. We're here to make sure that you leave us alone to do our work for the Yugoloth. Wow, I don't know his name, so it's kind of like, for him, nodding my head. The Yugoloth looks down at you a little bit like, so you're just going to ignore my lie. Thank you. That's useful. So, yes, this one followed you back here and was attempting to spy on you. Apologies for the deception, but she was so incompetent at her job, I didn't think it was worth mentioning. You can see how I caught her. Look! <laughs> Disorn looks very confused by all of these events. <laughs> He's not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Corden sort of steps in and goes, Where are you taking this human? Oh, I was going to throw her outside the camp and maybe cut her head off or something. Or perhaps break her legs and leave her to the wolves. I don't know, whatever takes my fancy. And Corden shakes his head and goes, No one can leave the camp. We are under siege by devils. We are here to find a knoll by the name of Rogar that is apparently hiding here and challenged the leader of these devils to combat. Seems he claimed these grounds as his arena. <laughs> I've just got an idea of Rogar Ro Ro just slowly stepping back. Like, yeah! <laughs> I am looking down at the ground like, oh, look, a rock. <laughs> <laughs> a pet rock, oh my god! Do <laughs> You see the Yugoloth, the green one, looks over to you. Just, just imperceptibly for a moment, Rogar, and then looks back to Corden and goes, I see. Well, that sounds incredibly stupid. He <laughs> <laughs> knew this part turned into a comedy. <laughs> it was always fighting there under the shadows, wasn't it? <laughs> you, you can't have Cosmic dread without a few gut giggles, can you? Hmm. Trying to keep it light before I TPK you all. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Well, yes, that, that doesn't sound very bright. Uh, I'm fortunate about the lockdown, but I guess a demonic army, play, a, a devilish army placing us under siege can't be helped. I, well, I'm afraid I don't know any gnolls called Rogar. Maybe Volareth will know. You should go speak to him. I'll take this little traitor and go drown her in the river. That sounds like fun. Corden sort of shakes his head. He doesn't really care about this weird distraction he's been pulled into and starts heading up back over towards where Volareth is. 
as the two groups pass by each other. <laughs> as you're walking along, the green Yugoloth looks at you, Rogar, and goes, Seems you have a bit of a problem that you've brought to my doorstep. Isn't that so? Um, just, 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 just a little bit. But, but, well, I don't really have any excuses, I'll be openly honest. Um, you know, think, things drive you a little mad in the, uh... <laughs> oh, oh, things, things are a bit, uh, you know, screwy in these circumstances. Well, having the camp under lockdown and being surveyed by all manner of devils isn't exactly what I had planned. And do tell me, when you arranged all this, did you think you could defeat this leader of devils? Well, uh, well, some, you know, there may have been something lost in translation. I'm not exactly entirely sure what I said, because I, um, I can't really be 100% sure I said it, because, um, well, I'm not even sure if I was present. I see. <laughs> and yet you came here anyway, with them on your tail. Well... And Rogar kind of like looks looks back to try and look at his tail. Like, uh, well, I I can't I can't see anything from my tail. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure what you mean. I mean that it is your fault that we're in this situation, and I would quite like these orcs and gnolls to stay alive for the time being. So having them be slaughtered by devils was not on my agenda for the day. Does that make sense? Well, you know, I, I, I thought it might just be one guy, and I kind of thought, you know, you know, may, may, maybe, I don't know, maybe it all like go, I didn't know you guys were here, and, you know, people keep information from me. They can't expect me to, like, you know, not fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you will often find yourself in a great deal of danger by what a devil doesn't say compared to what they do. <sighs> what exactly did you agree to then? Sounds like a one-on-one -on -one combat with their leader. Is that the gist that you got? Uh, it's probably so. It's probably something on. It's basically, I, I have a magical sword who decided to throw a bit of a hissy fit. So we I, I said, you know what, oh, you can control my mind and you know do whatever needs to be done and the next thing i know i'm apparently fighting this guy and you know i said we'll do it here just in case you know i was kind of hoping that he would be alone and might get jumped and you know then then i don't really have to do anything i see well take these two bits of advice from a fellow fiend to heart one one does not become a lord within the nine hells without being rather intelligent it comes with the territory and two allowing yourself to be possessed by evil spirits within swords is generally not a good idea as they only have their own selfish desires at heart does that make sense for future reference <laughs> 
<laughs> but, uh, well, I suppose if this is a bit of a dressing down, I suppose I will, I will take your advice. But, you know, where's the fun? Oh, I'm sure fighting an army of devils would be very fun. The difference is, any devil who dies here today, as with any demon, and... Interestingly enough, as with myself, none of us will actually die. We'll all just go home, and then we'll come back when we want to. Oh, I'm sure Melkarak will be displeased with my failure here. He may even punish me greatly if I manage to allow all of these potential recruits to die under my watch. But I'll still be alive. And he looks down at you, Sophie, and kind of like crushes your neck a little bit and goes, As far as I'm aware, you only have one life. Is that correct? If you die, you die. Is he asking me or Sophia? Yes, that's a Sophia. I kind of wince and nod. Yes. So when you only have one, I've always found it best to take care of it, not to throw it away. You little mortals die so easily, and that's all you get. Outsiders, like ourselves, we can use this place almost as a playground. We don't fall here and stay down. <laughs> so agreeing to a fight here was not the best idea, because even if you, this Lord of the Hells dies, there's nothing to stop him coming straight back, is the point I'm getting to. Well, well, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what... You know, I don't know what your what your thoughts are, but I was kind of hoping that you know I might maybe I would have stumbled across somebody this powerful on my way. But you know, I was kind of hoping that I might be able to use this entrapment spell that I've got hanging around and you know trap him. What spell is this? So basically, you know when um you know when uh, when I was in not Sarnath when I was in Scotch Haven. Scorch Haven, yes, I got <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I got the entrapment spell that I was mm-hmm. up, that I couldn't really cast, but mm-hmm. I kind of still have that on me. So, you know, it's kind of kind of like use that. So I'll just be like like this. <laughs> so you pull out an incredibly elaborate looking spell scroll in a very fancy looking spell scroll holder. And yeah. do you give it to the Yugoloth to look at? Well, it'll probably kill Sophia if I don't. So, uh, yeah, why not? It's not called entrapment, is it imprisonment? Imprisonment, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so you pass over the imprisonment spell scroll and he opens it up and takes a look at it and goes, Powerful magic. Hmm. Maybe this could work. I don't know for certain. Or at least it might slow your adversary down for a while. Well, problem is I'm not really, you know, I'm not capable of casting it. I have it, but, you know, it's it's not in my wheelhouse. Yes, that does raise a bit of a problem because I am not, well, apart from being an inherently magical being, this is not my forte either. Well... Maybe, I don't know. At the end of the day, do I... I'll just fight the guy, you know? At the end of the day, I, I, you know, I think I'm on about fourth or fifth life now, so, you know, 
it seems like I'm probably a bit like you. He kind of sniffs at you a little bit when you say that. Hmm. You are a peculiarity. I don't sense any soul in you. Well, you know, I mean, uh, put it this way, you know, a great man once told me, eat the meat, lick the bone. And you know what? It's 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 never stood me wrong. <laughs> Eat the meat, lick the bone, and I'm all out of bone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me you're willing to fight this and simply let it play out? Well, if it, if if it's gonna cause you too much trouble to like just magic him away, then what option have I got? Because if I don't. Then Malkaret gets pissed with me, and like I lose another eye. I mean, I've I've got enough of them, but you know, it's it's not exactly fun. And <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the spell scroll and goes, "It is outside of my capabilities as a magic user. However, there is one person here who we might be able to convince." Oh god, it's going to be fate with a disorder. Yeah, it is. Though the fate breather might have the capability, somehow I think we'll struggle to convince him to help us out. Especially since he knows you, Sophia. He did not seem overly inclined to a friendly chat right now. Luckily, we could say, the Nulls have their own spellcaster. She's currently in the ritual chamber helping summon more of their demonic brethren through. <sighs> I suppose we should go speak to Bloodseer Nemira and see if she's willing to help. Bro. And I think that's where we're going to end this episode. <laughs> <sighs> Bloody hell. Rogar rules. Rogar rules. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I mean, you're just getting your colleagues to cover for you. Let's be honest. At the end of the day, never say it doesn't pay to be evil. Yes. Well, it depends who your DM is. But (laughs) (laughs) you got to read the room. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I've got the best. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, let's let's be honest. That that the, the plan went awry with with one one bad roll. That's just the dice, isn't it? Yeah. That's one mm. one 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 bad stealth roll, and and it kind of put a snowball effect on. Mm. Yeah, but, and and I'll say. I mean, that investigation roll. I did spot that you were in disguise. Um, the Yugoloth, the green one, who is um, uh, he's known as a Nykaloth. They are not spellcasters. He's not that good at investigation. I rolled a natural nineteen. It's just yeah. shit. It's just, it's yeah. just, yeah. It's just, 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 just bad luck on the dice because you can't, can't do much about it. And we're, um, we're not charismatic, which means we can't talk our way out of shit easily. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I mean, I don't know. Tom, Tommy still has, still is planning to do some disrupt, disruptive stuff. So I guess we'll see what happens next episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's it's interesting how things are playing out, and we'll uh, we'll have to see how they continue to play out next week. As two of you go to see the Knolls demonic summoner Bloodseer Namira, that'll be fun. 
and uh, <laughs> Tommy goes to cause chaos. <laughs> oh, why is not why is this day not over? <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. If you wish to uh, contribute to the show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash gtmp. And you can uh, chat to us on our Discord when you sign up to our Patreon. If you wish to just tweet at us, you can find us on Twitter. I am there as at Treasonno, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. And we also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, all at Gunpowder Treason No Plot. And I will hand you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. So, as usual, I want to take us back to our mysterious man, all decked out in black, the white face paint, black cracks. And we heard a scream, and we see this get our man's attention as he jumps off of a rooftop down to the street below and sees a young woman being attacked. Does he step in to help? Of course he does. There's no question. But why? I've been James Bunkle. Hmm. Interesting. And if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid, as usual, you can't. Uh, next up on the. Um... Tommy's book of weapons is the letter V. Yeah, V. Well, V is for Vickers Machine Gun. Uh, Water-cooled 303 <laughs> British Machine Gun, produced by Vickers Limited originally for the British Army. The Vickers Machine Gun is a fantastic tool, and dear God, do I wish I had one right now. Uh, <laughs> nice rate of fire, 450, round, 450 to 500 rounds a minute. Uh, just mow all the fucking knolls and orcs down. Perfect. I mean, what's 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 to go wrong about? The only bad thing about this is it weighs a ton. Everything else, though, beautiful, really accurate over long distances. You can do a lot of damage with it. You got to keep it moving to mow down as many enemies as you as you can. Fuck it, you know it's it's a no-brainer. That's a, that's a clear five daggers up. And yeah. I do have a joke for you again, um, sent in by another one of our um, Patreon subscribers. Um, why do rogues prefer leather armor? Why? Because it's easy to hide in. Oh, you're close. It's literally made of hide. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is literally made of hide. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. All right. Oh, dear. Yeah. Today was worn by the letter V. As in veggie pygmies, also known as mold men, they are fungus creatures that live in dark forests or underground, hunting for sustenance and spread their spores in which they produce. They are spawned <laughs> from... What? No, carry on, carry on, carry on. They are spawned from dead humanoids or giants or beasts that are killed by a type of mold commonly known as russet mold. Of course, commonly known as russet mold. I just, I just love the idea of the mold men. I think I'm going to tell my son about the mold men if he leaves his clothes out under the bed or something. Oh, <laughs> lovely! <laughs> You're going to grow the mold men under there, and they'll come and take you away at night. <laughs> We're going to have a new section called ter- "Parenting Tips from Tommy," aren't we? <laughs> oh, that might be the next one. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, all right well thank you again for joining us everyone and we'll see you next week goodbye bye
Bye. See ya. Unnecessary Evil is the source for all things evil. Whether it's tips to write a better villain or tips on how to be a better villain. Part of the Necropodicon Network. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.